Hello church family. Today we're going to look at Acts chapter 9 verse uh, 32 to 43. Um, When I was in college and seminary, uh, one of the things that my mentor said to me that the Lord cannot use cars that are parked, um, but uh, the Lord can only only use people that are actually doing things. Uh, the, the Lord cannot steer a parked car, is the, is the phrase. And the idea is that whenever we do ministry, or if you want to le- look for someone to disciple or anything in the realm of ministry, you have to find people that are actually doing things in the church. Um, the most effective people in the church are not people that aspire to do things, but are actually doers in the church. And we see that in not just... Uh, our church, for there are a lot of you that are doing these things, that whatever the Lord has placed in your heart, you go and you exercise your spiritual gifts. But there are also people in, in, in the book of Acts that, that, that shows that. And I think here uh, we get that. Peter here in chapter 9, verse 32 to 43, it's almost like he's, he's back in the forefront. Uh, up until this point, it goes from uh, Peter and John, and then and there's like a shift to Stephen for a little bit, and it goes to Paul and how he gets saved, and then he, um, and after he gets saved, uh, um, the the story shifts again back to Peter. Uh, so it's very interesting how this works. Like in a lot of ways, you can say the first half of this book is really Peter's ministry, and the last half is Paul's ministry. Um, so here, there's this kind of like an interlude uh, for, uh, for Peter and his ministry. And before he gets into one of the more famous passages of uh, how you know, he gets a vision in ministering to Cornelius. But here, he's, he's, he's just going about his ministry and the story continues off with him after Paul gets converted. So let's look at verse 32. Now, as Peter was traveling through all, the, all those regions, he came down also to the saints who lived in Lydia. Uh, Lydda. Um, there he found a man named Aeneas, and had, who had been bedridden eight years, for he was paralyzed. Peter said to Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. Immediately he got up. Uh, and all who lived at Lydia, Lydda and Sharon uh, saw him, and they turned to the Lord. So again, Peter here, it says here in verse 32, he was just traveling through all the regions. So this is one of those areas where you... If you look at the book of Mark, uh, the Gospel of Mark, and he actually all the Gospel in general, you notice that Peter is kind of traveling from there, from place to place. Um, I think people said he is like uh, he has a, a mouth, of, a foot-shaped mouth, and that's in terms of the things that he says. But also in terms of his actions, he's usually going from place to place. You remember when Jesus uh, rose from the grave, uh, Peter and John both ran to see the tomb. It was really empty, and, and although John was actually faster than Peter. Uh, Peter actually went into the tomb to see that the tomb was empty. Uh, so Peter was known to just be on the move all the time. Uh, and in fact, when Christ died, uh, he 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 went back to fishing. And then when Christ, when Christ resurrected, he, he went to see the tomb. So Peter was known to just keep going from place to place. Um, but when the Holy Spirit has, uh, when he became basically the apostle, and um, he was enabled by the Holy Spirit to do unique things, the Lord used his natural gifting or even his natural tendency, but used it and, and it refined him in such a way that he was able to glorify the Lord and was really effective in the hands of God. So he's here traveling all over the place, and uh, wherever he went, he was uh, preaching the gospel and healing people and bringing people to, to saving faith. And this little short story here was just that. Uh, 
he, he just found a man uh, who was paralyzed for eight years. And he told them, similar to what he said to the lame man uh, early on in the book. Um, it was it chapter 3, I believe? Yeah, in chapter 3, he just tells him, Christ heals you. So he points, uh, he sees God's providential will in bringing him to this person, and he heals this person in the name of Jesus Christ, and immediately that person gets up and he, he walks away. And the result is that people turn to the Lord. Uh, and this is just, a, an, um, again, a principle for us to think about, is that when the Lord uses people, <clears throat> these are not people that are not present in ministry. They were available individuals that went around <clears throat> that, would, that, just, that, that, that would just do what God wants them to do. So the most effective evangelists are people that are actually doing evangelism. Um, and, and, you know, that should be uh, an encouragement for us. If you are doing ministry, you just have to keep going. Um, you, don't, uh, you, you do want to be a self-starter in a lot of ways because you feel that you just want to be useful to the Lord. You pray, you ask God, where can I, Lord, allow me to do a ministry that would that you want me to do and you go after it and then the Lord will mature you in that area or sometimes you just close the door and you just do something else. Um, our life belongs to the Lord and we're willing to expend ourselves and exhaust ourselves for his glory. And Peter here was just doing the, just that. He was available to the Lord. He just went and just did and just just did what Christ told him. He was going to make disciples of all nations and that's what he did. He just went around uh, sharing the gospel with people, healing people and bringing people to Christ. So there's a principle that, again to us is that we should go uh, do what the Lord wants us to do, wherever it may be, and the Lord will use us. Uh, the Lord will only use those that are actually doing things for Him. If you're not doing anything for the Lord, you can expect and wonder why the Lord's not using you, right? It makes sense. Um, the people that evangelize most are people who are always evangelizing. The people who, um, who, are, who are growing in their teaching ability is because they're always teaching. The people that are always effective in working with children is because they're working with children. Uh, you have to start somewhere, and then the Lord, as you continue to grow and develop your skills in those areas, the Lord will use you effectively. Now we see another example here in verse, sorry, verse 36. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated in Greek as Dorcas. Uh, this woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, which she continually did. Um, this was a very, uh, this lady here, um, Dorcas or Tabitha, was, um, was apparently, um, you know, just a very faithful widow that she cared for other people. I mean, I'm sorry, she's not, I didn't say she's a widow. She's a, she cared for a lot of other people in the church. Uh, it said that she was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity. Um, she always looked out for other people. Um, and this is a good, a good model um, for some of uh, the ladies here in the church. If you want to see a, a, t a tangible model of faithfulness, Tabitha or Dorcas is that example. Um, we'll see how effective she is and what impact, what type of legacy she left behind as we move along this text. Verse 37, it happened at that time that she fell sick and died, and when she had washed her body, they laid it in the upper room. Now, this is very unusual um, for Jewish people to not just bury it right away. The fact that they cleaned her, that's what they usually do, they'll clean the body. Um, but they didn't bury them. They usually they'll clean them, and then they'll bury the body. And if you recall Jesus, that's what happened. When he died, he wasn't... He was buried because you know he was he was buried, he he died and then uh, three days later the ladies the women went to go and, and, and embalm the body and, and clean the body uh, but then they realized that the body was gone in this case uh, they they washed the body instead of burying the body they for some reason put her in the upper room um, and, and and we'll see why in verse thirty eight since Lydda was near Joppa 
the disciples, having heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him, do not delay in coming to us. So they heard of the grapevine that, hey, Peter's around. Let's go get him and see if he can heal Tabitha. And um, so they go, and that's that's why they brought her upstairs, because then they figured if they buried her, it would be harder. It would be very horrifying to resurrect someone under the ground. So they brought her upstairs into his upper room, hoping that when Peter gets there, that, that the Lord will use him to uh, heal her. Now, these individuals, although Peter has probably known as someone's healing, doing all these miraculous deeds that brought people to Christ, there was never an absolute assurance that um, that this can work. Um, because as, as progressively, as we, go, if, as we go through the book of Acts, people would end up getting sick and died, and that's that's normal. And even through the New Testament, the spiritual gift seems to have ceased as, uh, as the canon of Scripture uh, came into being. Um, but they, you know, they trusted the Lord with her fate, and they were just trying to see um, what would happen if, uh, if Peter, uh, you know, if Peter can heal Tabitha. So two men went, and they were imploring Peter to go with them. Verse thirty-nine. So Peter rose and went with them. See so again, this is Peter's attitude towards ministry. He was just available. He just does whatever um, the uh, whatever opportunity comes before his way. Verse 39, when he arrived, they brought him into the upper room, and all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing all the tunics and garments that Dorcas used to make while she was with him. So there are these widows, and it shows you this is her ministry, that um, Tabitha was known as someone that cares for the widows. Uh, whether she herself was a widow or not is, un is uncertain, but she loved the widows. And this is something that even the New Testament instructs believers to do, to care for the widows. Um, and, you know, it seemed like Dorcas or Tabitha was you know, making uh, clothes for them. Um, that means that she had some sort of skill and she was able to have money enough to, to work and could care for those that are in need. And I think these ladies were just weeping and you know, showing uh, just the testimony and the legacy of, of Tabitha, how she was able to care for them and how much she loved them. And they missed her. And that's a natural thing. Um, it was a natural thing for any of us, when we lose someone important to us, um, to weep and be sorrowful. Right? Even Jesus wept uh, when, uh, when, when people, when you know, when, she, when he saw people die. Um, so verse forty. But Peter sent them all out and knelt down and prayed. And turning to his to the body, he said, "Tabitha, arise." And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Now, I don't know if, if Tabitha have ever met Peter before. Um, it doesn't say, uh, they didn't say if they've ever know if they've met in the past, but what Peter did was that the first thing he did when he saw that was just, he prayed, he prayed. Um, and I would imagine that he prayed just that the Lord's will would be done. So, uh, and it did that tabula, the Lord's will is very evident here. Tabula rose. She saw, she sees Peter verse 41 and he gave her his hand and raised her up and calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. It became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. So the reason why uh, Tabitha was raised from the dead wasn't because of the widows, per se, um, although I'm sure uh, they benefited from her coming back to life. Uh, though probably the only one that didn't really benefit at all was Tabitha, because now she has a, you know, she's back into her fallen flesh and no longer in the presence of the Lord. Uh, and again, resurrection is not new here. Uh, Jesus has risen many people. He himself has rose from the dead. And, and in fact, Tabitha probably eventually, she eventually did have to die. Um, it's just that, like, I, I just don't know what that's like. And Scripture doesn't really say if she was frustrated afterwards. But I would be if I was if I was in the presence of Christ and I had to come back to my fallen body. Um, but Tabitha rose 
from her grave, and then people were rejoicing. I, I imagine Tabitha probably not so, but still thankful to the Lord for his um, kindness to these ladies. But more importantly than the ladies, although that is a result of that, the other widows, they were blessed, um, what became evident was that many people believed. And that's the reason why Tabitha came back to the grave, from the grave, or from you know death, was because other people believed. And I would imagine that's probably uh, what gave Tabitha some solace, that many people would be able to see what she saw for in those moments when she was in heaven, um, that many will come to, the, to, to that peace, whatever, how, however long she was. It was probably about a day or so that she was in glory, uh, and then now she's back in her earthly body. Uh, but Peter uh, was there. You know, it said that he was just in the beginning of verse 32. He was just in the area. And then he met someone, he heals them, and another one close by, and he heals them then. And then um, now with Tabitha, he heals them again. So there's just this constant wave of just Peter going seemingly random places, uh, not under his control, wherever Dolores just directs his will and his uh, you know, working in the hearts of Peter. And he just went in to heal all those around. And that the result of that is that many people believed. This is what happened in verse 35. It said, uh, then they turned to the Lord. And in verse 42, it became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Um, and that's the main reason why the Lord allows these miracles, is to authenticate his, uh, the genuineness of, his, of, 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 of Jesus' ministry, or the apostles' ministry, and pointing to Christ. Um, this is, I think, believes in 2 Corinthians, where they said that, um, uh, that the, the miracles were, were, to, were there to authenticate um, the Lord, yeah, Second uh, Corinthians verse twelve, verse twelve says the signs of a true apostle were performed among you, with all perseverance by signs and wonders and miracles. So this was all intended to show them that Jesus is Lord, and that's exactly what happened. Now there's this little interlude here, and Peter stayed many days in Joppa with a tanner named Simon. Again, Peter has interacted with different Simons throughout his life. He's interacted with this Simon. Peter is also named Simon, and remember that Peter also addressed a. Um, uh, Simon the, the magician uh, back in uh, chapter 8 I believe at the end yeah in chapter 8 so Peter against uh, Peter went against a Peter before or Simon Peter went against a Simon before now Simon Peter is with another tanner named Simon um, so yeah the Lord just providentially allows him to interact with different Simons in his life and we'll see that even this situation the fact that he was here was, it's, it's, it's to bring him to this Gentile named Cornelius. Because up until this point, Peter's main ministry was to the Jews. Uh, but the Lord is going to expand that horizon for him. He's going to minister not just to the Jews, but to the Gentiles. And then we see the gospel again spreading throughout from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. So as we, uh, before we get to chapter 10, just, just think about where you are in your ministry in your life. Sometimes the Lord will place you in places that you have no clue what's going to happen. Some people are going to come to saving faith to where you have no idea um, who's going to be and how the Lord's going to use that person. But the thing that you and I must need to be is available and faithful. Uh, whatever the Lord has placed us, wherever the Lord has uh, gifted us, and we just need to be a good steward of all of that. So that when the Lord uh, finds a time for us to witness to someone, to counsel someone, or whatever it may be, that we're, we're there uh, to, to be used by the Lord to bring people to either encouragement or even bring people to saving faith. I mean, that's my hope for the for this lesson for today um, that we th that we're just constantly just serve serve wherever you are 
and keep doing it. Don't worry about the number. Just be faithful to the Lord, and the Lord will, will bring the results that will ultimately uh, magnify His name. Thanks for listening. Take care, and have a great day.